what is up everyone and welcome back to another episode of jules just vibes i am your host jules and as always we're gonna be here in just vibe welcome welcome back everybody to another episode of jules just vibes i am very nervous to record this because today's topic is something that i'm sure that we all struggle with but physically putting it into words and putting it out there for the universe to hear and for like your friends and family to hear it's not fun um but let's give you guys a little bit of an update on how my week has been as most of you guys know if you listened to the last episode i was traveling a lot because I had two deaths in the family and I am now back home and I've been home for a while and so far so good. We haven't received any other news about anybody else dying, which is great. Um, And so coming off of all of that uh, has been interesting to say the least. Been trying to find the best way to get back into it, the best way to to, to keep pushing forward and not really dwell and I'm also so socialed out I don't want to deal with anything you know and I don't want to deal with anyone um and it's crazy because it's like my boyfriend and I live together but I'm finding myself be annoyed with his his presence um and fun fact like if you guys are listening to this on Monday when it releases he's actually out of town for this today and tomorrow um so I think that'll be like a nice little break for me social wise um but yeah so I'm finally back home and it's it's nice but I did have to leave the house because I got a new phone um and that whole situation has been a fucking fiasco I'm not gonna lie um my dad decided that he wanted to switch carriers from AT&T to Verizon. And in doing that, I received the new iPhone 14. And the iPhone 14s don't have a physical SIM. It's got what it's called an eSIM. So transferring everything from my old phone to my new phone has been a nightmare um, because Initially, they didn't have the right account number for AT&T, so, like, I wasn't even able to receive calls on the new phone. And then now, I'm struggling with, like, my iMessage and my FaceTime and stuff, not to mention some, like, crucial apps that I've been having a lot of trouble with. As I've been re-signing into everything and getting notifications all figured out, and it's just been a nightmare. And so far, my phone only like half works. And until like Tuesday or Wednesday, I won't know for sure if it 100% works and I have to call Apple again, which is stupid because it's an Apple problem and it's not a Verizon problem. So I can't go to Verizon, but hopefully everything will get fixed. Um, And I'm happy. I'm happy to have received the new phone. It's nice. It doesn't have a warped screen pretty much like my other one does. And so everything is uh, in it is very nice. I just wish that it worked to the point where like I was using my old phone as my new phone. I don't know if you guys if you guys get that. But anyway, it's been nice to kind of get a little bit of an upgrade. Um, 
and 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 take a take a little mental beat. Um, but of course, speaking of mental beat, it is Monday, and as you guys all know, we have a segment here called uh, Mental Health Check In every Monday. And while we're doing weekly episodes in between the release of the new format for season three, which is still coming, by the way, don't worry, um, we are going to do mental health check-ins every week. So without further ado, let's go ahead and kick it off. Now, I know what you're probably thinking. Um, How different can a mental state be after suffering so much loss? Um, it's definitely, like I said, it's tough to keep pushing forward. And I find myself feeling very antisocial, but yet social, like, it's only certain people that I feel like I want to be around. And it's only for, like, a short period of time. And... I don't want anyone listening thinking that it means that I just absolutely don't want anything to do with you because it's not that. And it gets so hard to explain to people just how tough it can be when by all intents and purposes, it feels fine, but it feels off. So like my easiest way of speaking about it is just that life feels off for me to get back into things after after traveling and after you know dealing with all of the stuff from the relationship and then on top of that moving forward it just it feels like I haven't caught my breath in a while and so I a hundred percent love when I have a moment to myself and I and I and I'm just chilling and relaxing but it can be tough to like to really speak on that but other than that I mean everything is fine except for like the stress of getting a new phone and the stress of the holidays coming up my family and I are doing a secret Santa uh Friday actually and I want to like decorate, I want to clean, and I have to still get gifts. (laughs) So I'm stressed to the max. And so I think that's like the main issue right now is just it's stress mixed with like recovering from all of these emotions. I'm crying a lot more than I need to. I guess we'll just put it at that. Now, moving forward to the topic at a hand today, um... It's tough. <laughs> I, I'm i not excited to speak about this because a lot of it is irrational and a lot of it, you get a lot of like passive aggressiveness or you get a lot of like what the hell from family and friends when you speak about like your insecurities. But I think that voicing it out loud helps you heal from it and it helps you move on. Having those conversations, whether or not I'm speaking to strangers or I'm speaking to my friends and family, like I'm speaking it out, these insecurities, in an attempt to hope that you can relate, you can understand, and to not judge because this is a non-judgment zone. We, We just vibe here. So if you have judgment, you check it at the door because whether or not 
you feel your actions are speaking your words, sometimes words can still affect the way that you feel. And sometimes those feelings are irrational, insecure, itty, insecurity. And I think on the surface level, you're always, I'm at least, I'm speaking for myself, I'm always afraid to speak my insecurities because I've had such bad luck speaking about stuff before. You say an insecurity about your relationship and you, and your boyfriend is wondering, you know, oh, we just did this, we just did this. There, There's things that have happened pre, like recently that should contradict the feelings of insecurity that you have. But I'll get more in, d- in depth into why that happens. And then same with friends. Like, sometimes it's just not that easy to communicate with friends because if they aren't 100% there for you or they're not somebody or maybe they are. I don't know. It's hard to explain. But sometimes when you speak to somebody, they don't take it in the way that it's intended. And so I wanted to go ahead and speak about my insecurities and just kind of put it all out there and see how you guys feel. So I guess I'll start off with my friend insecurities. Friend insecurities is going to be the hardest for me to explain and to like get out how I feel about stuff because it's the hardest to, it's the hardest for me to talk to anybody about. Because I feel like in today's society, you remember, let me backtrack. Let me just like open it up, open up the door. Do you remember when you were a kid in middle school and high school and it was all about having a lot of people that you knew, having a lot of friends, like you were never going to be alone because you could always find somebody to talk to because you liked a good chunk of people. Then growing up, the it, it shifts, you know? It, it's less about being the person that knows everyone and more about having that core group of friends. It's in the memes. It's all over, like, the industry. Like, you have a solid, small couple of group of people that you call your besties and that's those are your ride or dies it's not a matter of like you know like a few people and they're your acquaintances no these few people that you're holding in the palm of your hand or you can count on one hand those are your besties ride or die like that's it that's who you're always around that's who you always like chill with who you always talk to etc etc and i think that that ends up making it more difficult to have either conflict or a difference of opinions or be able to speak about insecurities when you're with your friends. Um, Prime example, I have one friend who I had in my head because of a negative interaction. I had in my head that this person no longer was going to want to start a project with me, was no longer going to, like, go out of their way to hang out with me and talk to me. And I didn't feel like I could speak openly about 
my problems and my and my stuff that I was going through while I was grieving. And I, I talked to them and they were like, how dare you think that my feelings are not on par with how I'm feeling? You know, they went, you know, it, it, you're up here. You're it's one, two, three, like all equal. And that to me helped because I am very insecure about speaking my opinions or just being antisocial or being um, like not around with friends because I I'm always in fear that like my friends are going to forget me or I'm always in fear that like they're going to take it the wrong way and they're not going to be friends with me anymore and I have this sort of interaction with friends and I know that like I've spoken before about like if friends don't take how you say something like if if the interaction between two friends gets toxic or passive aggressive or it gets very difficult to communicate I feel like then it it ends up being less of a good friendship and so when I there is somebody I communicate with and if it's a negative thing that's happened um it's almost as if they like disappointing parent me and it's like a passive aggressive stance and then I end up feeling like shit and I feel like I have to bend over backwards to apologize for it and I'm so insecure when bad stuff happens that I feel like the idea of ride or die is just waivers it like it doesn't mean anything if I don't put in the same effort even if I slip up once and I don't want a friendship like that I want to be able to feel like I can make mistakes and I'm not gonna be like punished for it you know and that's I think one of my biggest insecurities is when something bad happens with specific people in my life it doesn't ever end up being like a oh that's okay it's some passive thing it's some ignoring thing it's some form of like discommunication I'm gonna call it that discommunication that just fucking eats me up inside and I don't understand how things like that can be so it can be so fragile you know what I mean fragile that's how I think ride or die friendships at least some of the ones I've come across are because there are people in my life that have gone through a lot that have had friends that dick them down hard and I don't fault them for being I guess insecure on that end with their friendships thinking that you know some the same thing is going to happen again I don't blame anyone for feeling that way I just also sometimes wish that I could openly express stuff and I can have bad times and I can have bad days and not feel like I was going to lose a friend over it or I can I, I don't want to have those moments where I just don't do something and it's going to be it's going to be okay you know because it never feels like it's going to be okay and I understand on like a fundamental level that it's basically like a relationship 
you your friendships are like a, a like a partner relationship the communication still has to be there and bad things can happen and bad things are not the end-all be-all to the relationship at hand and I think that that's the number one thing that I get insecure about is when I make a mistake I feel like that's it <laughs> I feel like that's it for friends it's it for family it's it for relationships and I think that that is like at the core of it like that's the issue I feel it's just just like oh I've made like a mistake that's automatically going to be it they're going to cut me off and I don't know what that speaks to but that's but that that's that's my major insecurity especially when it comes to friends now relationships a whole nother beast same with like my family relationships um I'm going to go ahead and tackle family because my family is like short and sweet. My biggest insecurity with my family is just disappointing them to the point where they like cut me off. Ain't a fan of that. And my parents and other family members are very good at being passive. They're very good at being some form of dismissal and just to some, or sorry, not dismissal, dismissive. They are just top notch, especially my mom's side of the family. I don't know how, but my mom must have trained for it. It's just, it's the snide comments. And all of that has made me insecure my entire life. And I, and speaking more about like making a mistake and like that's going to be it. I feel like that stems a lot from my family growing up because it did feel like, oh, I'm making a bunch of little mistakes that like the next one is going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back. And I carry that with me with every relationship I have, friends, family, partners, like every time I make a mistake, I feel like it's just, I feel like they're keeping tabs. You know what I mean? Like I feel like my friends and my boyfriend are how they have a little notebook and they're tallying up each mistake that I have made. And then when they get to a specific number, they're just going to be like throwing it all back in my face. Like, hey, look, this is how many mistakes you've made. It's constant. I'm out of here. And I, <laughs> I know that's so stupid. That's so like ridiculous to think that everything that I have in my life is so fragile. But that's like my main thought process is like okay everybody is keeping tabs on my issues and my mistakes so if I mess up it's that's why like I so profusely apologize and I want to just correct it immediately because I'm afraid that the people that are core rocks in my life I'm afraid that they're gonna erode away by each decision I make and each bad decision that happens so I'm sitting here, I'm making decisions. I'm not, I'm not standing up for myself with my family. I'm as insecure with them as I am with anybody else. My parents, I still can't say no to. I still can't truly fight my own battles or stand up for my decisions because I'm afraid of their reactions. Because the reactions I get are always passive aggressive and always like, oh, you're not going to do that because I've set these expectations up front 
And because those expectations I've set up front I, I are so extreme, it leads to just not being able to truly live a life. I'm always constantly doing things for them and I'm always constantly being there in a, in a capacity that does not bring me joy. I feel like if I Marie kondo I know you probably haven't heard that name for a while. If you Marie Kondo my life, I feel like my parents and family would be gone. Because as much as I say that, it's mainly my parents. Because so much of time with them does not bring me joy. Because it almost feels like I have to sacrifice parts or have to listen to their little like push pins dig deeper into my skin and poke and prod me over and over and over again until I just agree to whatever they do and it makes me so insecure that I feel like I end up being a major people pleaser because I'm insecure about the way that people are going to act if I say no so if there's anything to take away from all of these insecurities it could probably be traced back to my relationship with my parents and I've had somebody ask me before, like, is my family that bad? Like, is it really that bad? And I feel like it's just not, it's not easy for me to explain. Because the childhood itself, what I did, how I've grown up, everything feels and looks surface level like it's good. I went on vacations. We had a lot of family time. I had both parents. Nothing, nobody was deadbeat. Everything by surface level was good. It's the emotional damage that happens. And it's hard to explain to somebody like emotional damage because it's not all the time. <laughs> and I'll tell you this, my parents are really awesome to kids that perform well. My little sister gets A's and B's. She does what she's told. Very few times is she on the receiving end of anything negative. My little brother, who is most like me, gets that emotional trauma. Gets the, oh, you're not performing in school? Well, we don't care anymore. Fucking fail if you want. We don't give a shit. Literal words my family will say out loud. Every single word. I'm not paraphrasing. They've said that to both me and my brother before. How they just don't give a shit. How they think we're selfish. And all the decisions that we make are always selfish. And it's always just so ingrained in my, in my core self to not be selfish anymore because of how often I was told I was selfish as a child. So now I'm insecure. If I do anything selfish, I immediately think I need to repent to the 10th, you know, Hail Mary. Because I'm, even though I'm not religious, by the way, because it's just been so pushed into my head that I was a selfish kid growing up thus I'm not going to be selfish anymore and even if I wasn't selfish I still like the idea of living a less selfish life but that's led me to being a people pleaser too often which has led me to start standing up for myself and saying that I need to be more selfish and that in turn makes me insecure because when you start changing the way that you're acting around certain people uh, those certain people don't like it because the expectation has been set. So I'm in this little 360 circle of insecurity 
and I'm just spinning around in my in a, in a circle, chasing my tail, trying to figure out the best way to do all this stuff. And I'm sitting here and I'm racking my brain and I'm trying to become better and trying to be more open and honest. But open and honesty gets you nowhere with people who have expectations of you just being a people pleaser. If you're told, if you've never had an open and honest friendship and somebody tells you, some friend tells you that the things that you're doing to them has hurt them, it takes, it blindsides you. And I will have to say there are friends out there that I have that have hurt me with the way that they have reacted to the way that I've been open. And it makes it so difficult to keep going. And that leads me into like my partner relationship because the biggest place of insecurity I have is there. Because I can, I can find a better way to communicate with my friends and I, I am in the understanding that if my friends don't want to communicate better with me, that's on them. And they don't have to be my friend anymore. I have dropped people for the way that they have treated me because I've been trying to speak my mind. There's somebody who was constantly trauma dumping on me, constantly doing this and that, but would always, and they would be insecure when I wouldn't say hi to them all the time. Because I was setting the expectation that I was going to be there for them all the time. And so you miss one time and that person thinks that you don't give a shit anymore. And that's on them because they're so royally screwed up in the head and they've been royally forked over that that's the, just that's their mental state. There's no fixing that. They have to want to fix that. And a lot of times, nine times out of ten, no one wants to fix their fucking ways. I have friends as well who are just, for lack of a better terminology, they're dumb. I have friends who just don't get it. I have friends who suck at other things. I have friends who just don't get it and are dumb and they don't change it up. And it becomes a meme and it becomes a sort of personality style. And it's like, I'm so tired of correcting you. I'm so tired of this shtick that you have that it's not funny anymore. It's legitimately annoying how bad you are at being a human. <laughs> I got off on a rant there. That's not insecurities. That's just me being upset at some friends. But moving forward, let's talk a little bit about relationship insecurities. Well, let's talk a lot a bit about it because I, I can write a list of the ways that I'm insecure in my relationship with Colin. Um, but hey, why not just do a podcast, right? Why not just lay it all out on the line to tell a bunch of strangers and friends and family exactly how insecure you can get in a relationship? And he's gone right now, so technically I'm 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 good. You know what I mean? So, let's go ahead and start off. Number 1. I I have gained weight since being in a relationship and that is 100% okay when you gain weight in a relationship it's normally the mark that you're happy you feel secure funny enough uh and you feel confident you feel good with that person you feel like you can kind of just chill and be yourself which is great but I'm insecure that someday he's gonna wake up and look at me and realize I've gained this weight and he's gonna leave me because He's mentioned before that 
you know, he understands attractiveness is in it. And while I don't feel like I'm unattractive, I feel like, you know, if I get too fat, he'll leave. But I, I know that that's not the case because we've had that conversation before. But that's one stupid insecurity. Um, another one is, and this was funny, I actually brought this up to him. It was more of a joke, but it was also me trying to mask my insecurities as a joke. Um, he, when he was watching Twitch, every time I would walk by his room watching Twitch, he was watching a girl. And I get insecure in the relationship because I feel like Colin is a very handsome man. He's a very handsome guy. He's probably one of the, the hottest guys to me that I've ever dated, which means that I feel like it's fragile and he could go find somebody that's more good looking and he could leave me or he's watching these girls because he thinks that those girls are attractive and that's like the only reason he wants to watch them. That's not the case, of course. And I was just like, oh, like you're watching a lot of females lately. And he's just like, who? And then I started listing it off and he's just like, well, I've been doing this and this and this. And he's got comebacks for it and it's fine. But it's I'm insecure that he is going to leave me for another girl. My biggest insecurity about our relationship has always been that from the beginning, when we had that little rift where there was another guy in the picture that I didn't immediately cut things off with, I, my, my biggest, and this is like the gigantic one, the thing that lives in my head rent free is that he was, he's playing the long game. He's playing the game of, I'm going to wait until she feels good. And then I'm going to start talking to somebody and I'm not going to tell her until she figures it out. And then I'm going to be like, ha, look what I did. I did all the things that, <laughs> that I said I wasn't going to do. And I'm getting back at you for this. Like, the big one insecurity, as just he's going to get back at me for the things that I've done. And that's not his MO at all. It's not the type of person that he is. But it's the biggest insecurity I have in the relationship is just he's going to get me back in some way. And it's going to include him leaving me for somebody else. Um, and that's just, that's on God, man. And I used to be insecure about him messaging his ex-girlfriend because I knew that he was not the type of person to cheat. But I also knew that they had hooked up like for a little bit before we got together. And that always made me insecure as well because he was broken up with this person for four years almost it was a while it was a long time and they would occasionally hook up over the course of that time because you know why not and I always thought that she had feelings for him still and thought that they were going to get together and I thought that she was putting more effort into making herself better getting a job doing all this stuff I always thought that she was going to do that so in an attempt to get him back and so that was always, that always freaked me out, made me insecure about that. Um, and then, I mean, mainly that's it. It's just like the other women thing. I'm not really a jealous person because I enjoy looking at women with him, but I don't 
have that confidence all the time. And when things don't go perfect, like um, I, I drove him to work so that he could get picked up and go to Savannah this morning. He was very... I think he might have been anxious. He was very quiet. He was very much like whatever. And he was kind of like iffy last night a bit um, because the animals were going crazy. So he was kind of getting a little bit more aggravated. Uh, And so this morning he was kind of like meh. He was quiet. He was just listening to music on the drive there. Like I was trying to engage with him and I don't know if it was tired or if it was his anxiety, but it was very not fun. Um, and then he, I was like, we were going to switch cause I needed to go. And, I, and then he was like, okay. And then he wanted to kiss like in the car. And I was like, oh, like I was just going to go outside the car and do it so I could like get a hug and stuff and then he's just like oh well I just wanted to get it over with like so I can just get going and it's little things like that and it makes me more like mad now than it did like insecure but like stuff like that just makes me overthink like nobody's business and I haven't heard from him like at all uh, and I'm hoping to hear from him soon. And I'm, I play the petty card. When stuff like that happens, I like to play this game and it's so stupid. And I know you shouldn't play games when you're in a relationship, but I get so in my head about like, oh, he doesn't care. Like my insecurity is he doesn't care. And so I'll get in my head being like, oh, he doesn't care about me. Like, he just wants to leave. Like, he just wants this time away from me. I'm not going to message him until he messages me. And I haven't received anything from him. And he won't receive anything from me until it's, you know, until he texts me. I know he probably has stuff going on. He probably has things happening. And, you know, I, I'll hear from him eventually. But as of right now of recording this, I'm insecure about the way that my relationship is with my boyfriend because for some reason it feels like he's not in it. But I think logically, and I can understand he was probably anxious about traveling. He's probably anxious about going. He's probably anxious about doing all this stuff. And that tends to make him shut down a lot. Um, so that's not fun. But that'll be the end of these insecurities. I have like some self insecurities. My self insecurities is just always dealing with my body and my weight. Um, I, I used to be really, really heavy. And I know it's hard for some people to understand, like, because they'll look at me at face value and I'm, I'm small, I'm tiny, I've lost weight. So I can understand like when I talk about body issues, and there's people out there that are, of course, bigger than me, I don't want to feel invalidated for that, but I also want to put out there that I understand that me speaking about my body issues when most likely anybody listening um, has also struggled with the same thing and there's a possibility that they are either bigger than me, taller than me, they're shorter than me, etc, etc. I'm just going to say it. We all have body issues. And so this is my insecurity. So I used to be really big and it was almost like 160 and I'm 5'1". So might I add 160 for a 5'1 is very, very large. Um, 
And to the point where my, the way that my, my weight on my body put out there was, it looked like a fucking plump Oopa Loopa. It was not good. So I was big. It was, I was in a relationship and we weren't intimate. And I always thought that it was because of my weight. And I did eventually lose the weight. I lost it very unhealthily um, due to stress and anxiety and lots and lots and lots of caffeine. And then um, I kept it off as I had the house and I lost even more weight after all of that because I wasn't eating properly and my family was gone and I didn't have I didn't have any reason to eat because I had nobody telling me that I needed to eat and so um I lost it but then I started dating Colin and the weight kind of got back on and I think I've gained about like 15 to 20 pounds um and that's made me very insecure because I see it when I look in the mirror I see that my stomach is big I see that my legs are big and I'm not a fan of it like nothing seems to fit me well and I don't feel comfortable in my body because I know that it's not where I want to be so I'm putting a process and plan a process in place and a plan in place to help me lose all that weight and an, an ability to be able to still eat whatever I want and as long as I exercise we should be fine but who knows it probably won't work out like that um but just self-insecurities is that. And then I get insecure about the things that I do for my friends, like with video editing. Um, I want people to enjoy the content I make and I want it to be unique and original. And I know that sometimes it always, it can't be, but I just want people to understand that I'm always down to try things, but I get very insecure on if people like it. I have to literally stand next to somebody or like poke them and be like did, did you watch it do you like it did you like it um so that's not fun but my self-insecurities are not as much anymore because I'm in a good relationship that helps me battle through myself so when I talk about the insecurities I deal with in myself it's not a lot because to me I have somebody that I can talk to about it the other things, my friends and my relationships and my and my parents, that stuff I feel like I can't openly talk to people about. So those insecurities weigh a little bit heavier on me. Um, and so I just want to tell anybody that's listening that I will always be there to listen. I don't care if you and I don't know each other. I don't care if you and I have been friends for so long. I have ways of being contacted and I will listen to anybody who feels like they just need to say their insecurities out loud because believe it or not, it does help. It helps so much to be able to say it out loud because then you get that idea in your head. You're like, wait a minute, what am I saying? Like you talk it out, you give examples why and then you start to think in your head like, what the fuck? How, why am I getting so bent out of shape for that? It's so easy to have somebody help you walk you through the steps of your insecurities and help you gain a good mindset. So I do want to put it out there for anybody listening, friend, family, stranger. I don't even have to respond. All I'll respond is thank you for sharing. But you have ways to reach me. You can f at me on Twitter. You can email me at julesjustjjv at gmail. And there's also a, a feedback section on my website, julesjustvibes.com. 
I urge anybody who feels like they are paralyzed by their insecurities, feels like they can't move forward because of ways that are keeping them down. If you need someone to talk to, I'm here. I'll be your friendly neighborhood jewels. But feel free to just give me a ring. Send me a text. Shoot me a gif. All of those are ways that I can help. <sighs> All right. Well, I feel like I need to uh, take a long, hot shower and rethink everything about my life. But thank you guys again for continuing to listen to Jules Just Vibes. Uh, this whole in-between thing is is it's crazy. And I just want to thank you guys for being patient while we get the new format underway um, when <laughs> there's new stuff releasing every day. So what I was going to talk about at the beginning of the new format will probably not be relevant, but I am still excited to talk about it. Um, and so thank you again. Like I said, if you guys want to reach me on any of my socials, uh, it's just Twitter, no Instagram, no nothing. It's just Twitter at Jules, just vibes. And then if you want to leave feedback or if you want to, uh, put a topic suggestion in for me to review or for me to talk about during this in-between season, you can go onto my website, JulesJustVibes.com. I am going to start updating it again. I did let it slip. Uh, to be fair, I had family that died. That's going to be my excuse for everything, just like FYI. Um, and then also, if you want to contact me directly via email, uh, it's JulesJustJJV at gmail.com. Um, if you are enjoying what you're listening to, or if you have enjoyed what you listened to, please feel free to give me like a rating and share it with your friends and, and just do all the things to help us grow. I very much love doing this and I love seeing everybody that is listening to the podcast. And so I just want to put it out there that if you think people will like this, send it to your friends, share it, and then leave a review, preferably a positive one, <laughs> um, but definitely do that. But I'm Audi. Thank you guys so much again for listening and being amazing. I love you guys and I will catch you next week. I'll see you on the next one. Bye-bye.